It's Pat with MattKiteBrina.com here this morning with Brendan Healy from Cabrina. All right, guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having me, man. No problem, Brendan. Yeah, so you came from a background of sailing, right? That's kind of how you got into the whole wind sports thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I basically I grew up in Annapolis, Maryland, and um, it's kind of like a uh, oh the Chesapeake Bay. So it's sort of it's almost like an inland body of water, more or less. So no real uh, no real waves of any kind, you know, and the breeze is pretty uh, pretty frontal. But um, yeah, basically grew up sailing. It's a pretty like um, pretty like sailing heavy base community. Um, grew up doing that. Went, you know, sailed in high school, sailed throughout. Um, you know, junior sailing before high school, and then uh, went to the College of Charleston. Um, studied business there, but they had a pretty strong sailing team, and that was really my like you know biggest motivator to go there. And Charleston's insanely awesome if you haven't been there. <laughs> but um, yeah, sailed there for four years, and um, was an all American on the, on the sailing team there. We won a couple of national championships, and then. Uh, Went to pursue some professional sailing after that, and um, still do a little bit of that every every now and then. I'm actually just doing some this weekend, but um, awesome! Yeah, won a world championship in 2016, and then kind of started to migrate into the uh, yeah into the into the water sports area. Just doing something totally different. From you, and, you know, been doing it for six years now, and absolutely love it. Yeah. So, had you been kiting before you got into the like kite industry itself, or was it something that you got into the industry and then started kiting, or how'd that kind of come together? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I started kiting in two thousand nine, I believe. So uh, yeah, yeah, I was kiting quite a bit while I was sailing, and um, like long before we got into the uh, you know into the industry itself, and. Um, Got into foiling, you know, relatively early, I think. The first foil was like a Spots 1 original, which, you know, it's hilarious to think they have learned on that thing. But, um, uh, <laughs> I had dreams of doing foil racing and, uh, did a couple of events and then realized quickly that I just couldn't quite afford that level. So, mixing both worlds is great. Oh, that's awesome. No, and so, um, I've seen you guys been doing a lot of kind of getting some um, uh, wing foil racing going on down in Miami there, stuff like that. It looks like you guys are yeah. starting to organize some of those events. That's kind of really yeah, how's man, that been it's, going. It's been, it's been awesome. We have like a pretty strong uh, wing community here in Miami. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy actually. On just like a windy, on like a typically windy day, you know, like 15 knots or so, there's probably like 30 guys out in any oh, wow. given location. So yeah, I mean it's. There's a lot of people doing it. It's a little spread out. There's a, a different areas that people ride, and it's funny. I guess Miami's like there's a lot of traffic, so it's hard to like get around. So people go to their spot and stay there. Yeah. So the, the wing racing thing is just kind of an effort to bring everybody together and make it not terribly competitive, but just fun. And, yeah. Uh, so far, we've been totally striking out the breeze. <laughs> We've we started it in like late October. We've only been able to do it twice because it just like hasn't been really anywhere. Which whatever. What are you <laughs> Sorry, my dog. That's okay. <laughs> you only say if you plan a kind of event, plan a wing event. There's not going to be wind. It's, yeah, exactly. What it's without fail every time. <laughs> but it certainly hasn't stopped any enthusiasm. All the guys are all fired up every time. We get the no, up to the beach. This past Wednesday, like six knots, and everybody's pumping up sevens and eights, and I'll fire it up. <laughs> That's classic. So, so I grew up sailing a little bit. Like, so this, 
is this just a sailing thing where it's Wednesday nights? Because I feel like all the local sailor races around here, they're Wednesday nights. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it really is. That. 100%. I think it's like, it's just a classic, like, midway through the work week. So, yeah. You know, break up the work week. But you're totally right. But there's really no reason for us to do it on Wednesday nights at all. We just landed on that. Yeah. <laughs> A couple of local guys here are members, and uh, they're like really super, super accommodating, they're, they're, like, like really, really excited, excited most of me, like, foil anything. So, uh, you know, I asked them, I was like, hey, is there a week or a night during the week that fits? And they were like, just take Wednesday, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> that's great, that's awesome. That's so cool. They were open to you guys doing that. That's... Yeah, they're awesome. So, and um, so. You've been with Cabrino what for now? Has it been six years now? Yeah, it's honestly six years in January. So I I started, yeah, I've I've been the sales manager for now three and a half years. Yeah. But um, basically, you know, as soon as we did this, uh, I was with the company doing the running the, um, like the RSX one design windsurfing sales for for the Olympics for a bit. Um, So I did that for, I guess, two and a half years. And then when the change of ownership, you know, John Butter got involved, um, you know, basically Todd Grill, who was my job previously, he, he went up to, um, he's still works in Miami, works in our office here, but he's now the VP of sales globally. So I just took his position and love it. That's awesome. No, yeah, there's been, it seems like there's been a lot of changes there in Cabrina. It seems like a lot of good changes, a lot of the stuff flipping around the last three years has kind of been crazy over there, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great, man. I mean, honestly, you know, you you, you literally could not ask for a better, I think, leadership and ownership team. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Everybody, you know, we definitely have. Obviously, everybody has their own roles, but I would say that for the most part, our organization is very horizontal. You know, like everybody contributes. It doesn't matter what what role you're in. Yeah, everybody contributes product feedback. Everybody, Everybody, very open dialogue, dialogue everybody, 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 and um, yeah, there's been yeah, a lot of changes, and it's all recently, recently we, you know, you know, new team riders coming on and, and new products and works. So I think it's, this is where this we, where we, we want, want to be. Well, looking forward to 2023, and pretty, pretty happy yeah, about it. Yeah, no, it seems like you guys finally kind of gotten, I hate to say, back to where you guys are at in the industry, but it's... No, it's true. It's funny, I mean, we brought Pat Goodman back, um, and that happened really about a year and a half ago, but the market still has not seen a single product that's touched his hands. So, you know, that's, and that's just how long it takes. Yeah. I mean, it takes, like, our 2023 product range is really in – we started working on it in 2021. So we've all been, you know, eyes forward on 2023 really since the beginning of this new ownership, knowing yeah. that – it's going to take us a bit to get there, but when we get there, it'll basically be just a testament of everything that we've been working on. That's so, awesome. Yeah, man. And the new stuff that it, it's just a wild difference, man. When you see what Pat is capable of, it's it, it's pretty dramatic. Yeah, I mean, it's I think his designs speak for themselves. I mean, he's pretty much every top kite in the industry seems like he's had some influence on almost at this point. It's yeah, exactly. It's pretty it's impressive. So. It's, yeah, the stuff that he's done for 2023, I mean, even he's taken some of our existing kites that we just barely touched, just a couple, like, light modifications, and you get on the water after he's made some adjustments, and you're like, wow, this is significantly better. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're all on the right path, for sure. He's, he's a wizard. 
That's awesome, though. Um, so, yeah, so, like, adding new members to the team again, that's pretty awesome. Are you involved with that in any way, shape, or form that the sh- yeah, the sure. company there? Or like yeah, it- I mean, it, it's funny. Like I said, we're all, we all kind of contribute. And, um, I mean, really, you know, yeah, Lucas Arsenal is our team manager. And yep. he's, um, he's also our Canadian rep. So, you know, being the sales manager, I obviously work with him all day. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, I, you know, he he's responsible really for adding team members and seeking them out. But, um, you know, so is Dave Haslow and James Boulding and Kent, honestly. So we all kind of search around and see if somebody shows some promise and see what we can do. But, um, I, you know, I, I specifically have kind of really trying to focus on bringing more youth team members into the, into the group. Yeah. And, um, we've, we've added a couple of young guys over the past two years, like four or five guys, honestly, like 15 and under. Um, so we're kind of I've always trying to build the brand up from the, from the very bottom. But I think that's from the younger age. That's, no, that's kind awesome. Of no, it's, yeah. That's something I think the industry's lacking a little bit is that younger crowd really i mean you get sometimes we have the parents who are involved but it's really rare to see a kid get into the winds into wind sports without having either a parent already involved or yeah. somehow having the know-how hookup already right <laughs> so it'd be, it'd be neat to see as an industry how we can figure out how to get more um youth involved with that this with somehow figure it out to get it more accessible yeah exactly man and i think yeah, you know, it starts from the retailer level too. And if you know, retailers reach out to us and they say, "Hey, this local kid is kind of shredding," then of course we we take a look at him. Yeah, so it's cool. Oh, for sure. Um, let's see, where else do I have here? <laughs> oh wow, Jake, this we're off the deep end with these questions. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, so I saw you and Daniel were um, chasing some American Cups boats a couple weekends ago. What were you guys yeah, yeah. doing with them? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you know, coming from the sailing background, and fortunate enough to know some of the guys on, on that team. But um, it's a it's a really impressive operation they have. That's a it's, so American Magic is the uh, it's the United States American Cup um, syndicate and. Um, yeah, they were in the in the, cup the last round, um, and then didn't win, and now we're focusing on you know the the next. Uh, I believe it's twenty twenty four in Barcelona. Um, so yeah, we went we went up there, and they, we basically you know, we happened to just kind of bump into a couple of those guys in Pensacola. We were there teaching a um, like a, a youth wing clinic at Pensacola Yacht Club. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, and we just kind of bumped into the, some of the guys that work on the team and. You know, their their base is Pensacola, and it and kind of turned, turned into, into us creating a little bit of a team deal with them. And I think they've at this point they've bought about thirty complete wing packages. So like oh everybody gosh. on the team is out in the water. Yeah, it's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, they invited us up to to give them a little wing clinic and took us out on the boat. And it's it's impressive, man. I mean, the seventy five foot foiling sailboat, and you're chasing them around all day and about. Eight knots of wind, downwind, they're going like 42, 43 knots. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's insane. That's insane. That's wild. <laughs> um, Super cool. Yeah. And so going kind of back to the uh, wing flow racing, do you see that kind of continuing and growing in the industry? You think? Do you think that's going to be one of those aspects of the sport that you're going to see more casual 
Wednesday night Wingflower acing siren popping up around the country. Yeah, like I really do. It's you know it's yeah, funny. It's funny. We, we we've, we've been, been kind, kind of, of like, like focusing on, on a lot of sailing related channels as basically like a. You know, you know, just basically an ancillary kind of sales objective. And um, through that, you know, again, coming from a sailing background, I definitely have a lot of, like, pretty decent connections with the yacht clubs and yacht club staff and membership around the country. Yeah. Um, and, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it really starts, you know, ironically, it starts with the same practice yacht club, and those guys were pretty, pretty much in it first with kite racing, and they did the same thing with wing racing. Um, they contacted us last year. And, and develop them like a youth um, learn to wing program. Oh, so awesome. we supplied them with equipment, and it really kind of snowballed from there. I think we've probably had now six or seven clubs that we've outfitted with gear, and it starts from a youth level. And but you know, so the clubs are getting into it, which will push it from the youth side, yeah. which will help to develop the whole thing. And I think you'll just continue to see, you know, just kind of grassroots efforts of people all over the place just putting little events together. I mean, they're fun. It's pretty mellow. It doesn't really require any logistics. You know, like tight launching, you need, like, pretty wide open spaces. Yeah. And if the breeze dies, you're just sitting there floating on your board. So it's really, you know, you just paddle in. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a pretty mellow environment. And I think people are pretty stoked on it. So, yeah, I, I would... I definitely expect it to grow. I think the powers that be in the like, like uh, Olympic range are, are keeping an eye on it too. So I think we'll wouldn't be surprised to see it head that direction. That's good. Yeah, it seems almost a little bit easier to adopt in that realm than kiting. Unless it's kiting, <laughs> it's a weird own animal in that aspect where winging it seems a little bit more closer tied to sailing anyways. Then <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that you know the kite equipment is pretty advanced. And, and especially, especially with the kites and the wing equipment, <laughs> to be honest, I, I always kind of equate it to like tractor racing. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like a terribly inefficient thing that you yeah, shouldn't you really, really be racing, but why not give it a shot? Why not? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, so I'm sure you've been all over the place at this point with kiting, sailing, everything. My favorite travel spot to kite or wing this yeah, man if you have one travel. spot pack up go tomorrow where are you going you know what i was honestly i was down in tobago last week um i was there for like two or three days visiting uh brett kinney down there he, yeah. he runs um Brackle sports tobago and uh that was my first time down there i used to live in Thomas and kind of spent a lot of time cruising around the caribbean but i'd never been to Tobago, and it's incredible man it's beautiful yeah. it's pretty it's it's not terribly hard to get to, but it's, it seems like it's off the radar for most people. Okay. And the swell no, and the waves were insane. Like insanely good. <laughs> they like two days surfing, just like regular surfboards, some of the better waves of mud and years. And we did a lot of oil towing on like the outer reefs out there, and it, it's just unreal, man. Oh, that's awesome. Put that on your radar. I'll have to, yeah. Sorry, but they might appreciate some extra tourism. The, the tourist board might like you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right and then what uh what personal gear are you running right now and what's making you choose that out of the cabrina line for both winging and kiting um i think on the wing side of things i'm on like a pretty small code like the 48 code it's the, the smaller one um i think it's, it's 58 liters so it's like not quite a sinker i'm 150 pounds but i'm not like you know a terribly large adult 
But, um, you know, for me, it's like just enough that you can ride adequately powered and you don't need the extra power for like a sinker to get out of the water. Um, so I like that board a lot. And the Mantis, that's a pretty hard to beat. That's a pretty sweet way. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And I really, I've been riding our H series um, 800 almost exclusively for in really any condition, you know, winging, surf foiling, anything. But um, I just we just got a couple samples of next year's foil range that we're putting out, and we're making a 700. And that thing is, I can legitimately say without any fluff or anything, that it's hands down the best foil ever. And it's oh, good. Insane. Yeah, so <laughs> that's my setup for, for winging. And awesome. um, yeah, kite, kiting, I, I really just do a lot of um, kite foiling and a lot yeah. of like, you know, kite surfing and the single star contra for kite foiling, hard to beat. And the drifter for, for kite surfing is, I mean, that's go-to setup. Yeah, I mean, the contra's <laughs> even pretty good in the waves, I'll be honest. I've had that out there plenty of times. Totally. Yeah, people love it. It wasn't. It was like specifically designed for kite foiling. People yeah. love it. Waves. They love it. Was great. I, think about it though. I mean, all those things that make for a great foil kite, you look for in a wave kite. It's just a little bit totally. lighter weight, a little bit more efficient. Totally. And it drifts pretty well. It doesn't weigh anything. It just kind of blows down wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Cabrina's pretty heavily involved with the Newfound Freedom Project. I don't know if you. I know that's kind of. Francis's baby a little bit there, yeah, yeah. but if you want to touch on that a little bit in this kind of... Totally. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it is. I mean, Francis, I would call it, she's like the poster child for the whole thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, all of us are involved, you know, like yeah. even, even down to, you know, Kiahi's been to a couple of events. Um, Lucas, Evan Nash been to a bunch of events. All our team riders get involved. Yeah. Um, so basically what it is, is we've, we've partnered with a, with a brewery based in South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina. And um, Estuary Brewery is the name of the, those guys. But so we basically we've introduced like a branded uh, lager. It's a drifter lager, and all of every bit, every penny of the proceeds of the, the sales of that beer go to directly fund this, this project. Okay. Um, so that's how we raise money. For. And what it is, it's just like an effort really to get. Um, Anybody with a physical handicap or a mental handicap on the water, whether it's kiting, winging, foiling, doing anything. Yeah. So it's basically a three-year program. We, we started really last year with creating these events. Um, we had one in Charleston, one in Miami, and one out, out in Hood River. And really just to provide events and invite basically a group of like 10, 10 guys and girls to come, come to do it. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, was tremendously successful. Everybody loved it. I mean, it's like it's pretty humbling, honestly, to, to work with these guys. They're all, I mean, they're all like phenomenally stoked on life, and it's 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 like genuinely impressive. But um, yeah. so like year one and then year two, we'd like to develop specific um, handicap-related equipment, and then with year three or for. Our intention is to basically identify individual centers um, really throughout the world, um, donate this equipment, and then, you know, basically advertise it as you, any anyone with a disability or handicap can go to these specific areas and use this equipment and enjoy themselves. <laughs> that's awesome. No, that's super cool that you guys are getting involved with Cabrina. It's, just, it's nice to see giving back, not just giving back, but actually, like, giving back with a sport that we all care about and love so much, and this is... Yeah. It's cool to see it's that cool. transfer yeah. to people who don't know about it. 
we do these, um, you know, national demo tours. We have, we have an RV that drives all over the U.S. And uh, we, we just did one in Europe this past this past year. But we basically have like a QR code literally just stamped on the side of the RV. And some people will just, even if you're in a gas station, some people will walk by and just be like, what's this? And we'll kind of give them like a, a really quick description. We're like, awesome. They take a picture. Like, here's 20 bucks. Like, whoa, okay, great. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's, it's great to see so many people stoked on it. Yeah. It's very, it's very cool. <laughs> yeah, I think that wraps up most of my questions. Oh, Jake wanted me to ask you, what was your favorite can cooler that we sent you guys? I bet, <laughs> I bet you had the ice passed off to you. <laughs> Don't worry, we got something cooking for, we got something cooking for him. Don't worry. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I asked him for his address the other day. I literally, you know, I hang out at his house like three days a week. I have no idea where he lives. Uh, like, What's your address? And he like sent it to me right away. Then like we're leaving work. He's like, why did you need my address? I'm like, you are in a lot of trouble, bro. 